so I sat with the Lord in my bedroom and the Holy Spirit would literally show me Jesus. Wow. And it just wrecked me because I had no idea wow. that that's who Jesus really was. Mm. Oh my gosh, this is this was who God was the whole time. Jesus really does take you from death to life and sets your feet on a rock. It was like I was mm. reading all these things and it was always like I would experience something with God and then I would read it in the scriptures yes. right after. We have been preaching a gospel that is focused on man. Man sins. What man must do to be saved. What man must do to overcome his own weakness. They come looking for a God-centered gospel that brings freedom, but they aren't finding it because it's centered on what they must do, and it's not working. So they leave. Leave the church, leave the faith, leave God. This whole time, though, the solution is simple. Return to a gospel centered on Jesus. This alone will revive us from within and awake the sleeping giant that is the global church. What began as a simple gospel has turned into a brave movement. It's not starting. It's already begun. It's not about getting Christians back into the church. It's about reviving the church through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And what is the result? A company of burning hearts ready and willing to transform the world. Hey y'all, welcome to the Braveheart podcast and welcome to this season that we're calling The Gospel on the Move, where we are talking about what it has looked like for us as Braveheart, as a family and as a ministry to live out the gospel message in each of our own spheres and circles around us. In this episode, Christy sits down with Lindsay Allen, who is our newest Braveheart missionary, as Lindsay shares her testimony about meeting the Lord and what it's looked like for her to run with Braveheart. I hope this encourages you. Enjoy. Well, welcome to the Braveheart podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Lindsay Allen. Hello. So glad you're with us. Me too. Um, I got to meet Lindsay um, I don't know. It wasn't even that long ago, maybe eight months ago. Yeah. Um, but your story has really impacted me personally and has really um, encouraged us in Braveheart as to like what it looks like for one life to be transformed by the gospel. Yes. And then one life transformed by the gospel, the multiplicative effect whenever that one life overflows onto others. And it's just been beautiful to witness your life. And I just wanted you to share, to encourage our listeners what it looks like to actually, um, I think your testimony is super encouraging how you came to the Lord, um, yeah. like how the gospels impacted you personally, and then like what you've actually like responded to the Lord and done with the good news that he's given you. Yeah. So I just wanted to, to press play on you and hear how you came to the Lord first and then and then what that uh, expression has looked like flowing out of you. Yeah, I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah. I mean, this is totally the Lord. It's like no other way I'd be here testifying right now. Yeah. Um, I, I was radically saved um, when I was 21 years old. I was at the University of Texas in Austin, um, cheering, doing all the college things. I was in a sorority 
and um, did not know the Lord my whole life. Mm-hmm. I had been kind of in and out of youth groups growing up whenever my friends would invite me. Um, but it never really stuck. I, I don't actually think I ever heard the gospel, you know, from start to finish. Um, I had heard about Jesus, but had no idea who he really was and why he had to die on the cross. I didn't understand yeah. any of it to the point where it would actually like, impact my heart. Yeah, And so I entered into this like season, um, my junior year of college at UT, where I like literally hit rock bottom. And um, there were like multiple tragedies that happened in my life. And uh, my roommate's boyfriend was um, killed, Mm. like murdered in broad daylight on campus. It was like this tragic event that happened. Um, And just two weeks before that, my grandma had passed away. And then I had felt like really betrayed by some friends um, during that season. And, And so basically it was just this like trifecta of feeling like completely alone and really, really disappointed yeah. in all of the idols in yeah. my life. Yeah. Because when you don't follow Jesus, you don't have any other place to get love from yeah. other than the things that he has created. Yeah. And wow. the things that he has created are really great, but yes. they cannot satisfy you mm-hmm. and they can't lead your life. It's like it's in, it's impossible for another physical person to be the Lord of your life. And in my own personal life, I had always placed like relationships and relationships specifically with guys as like all my eggs are in this basket. This is how I'm going to get out of my family situation that I've been in. This is where I'm putting all my hope. This is like how I'm going to create my own family one day. And all of those things are good. But um, it's it was just a huge idol. Mm -hmm. And so it was constantly disappointing. And so I was just... um, really in a, in a really low, low place. And I remember there was this voice Hmm. that kept speaking to me and it kept saying, um, I want you to break up with your boyfriend and I want you to come follow me. Wow. And I didn't know it was God. I thought it might be. (laughs) Um, and so I wrestled with that voice for like eight months. This is my senior year of college. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> we'd lived some life at this point. And, um, and my life was a disaster. Like, I'll just go ahead and say that. Uh, and finally, December 2nd, 2017, I obeyed the voice. Wow. And I was like, I mean, I have nowhere else to go. What so did I that might look as well like? try this. I went over to the fraternity house, knocked on the door and said, I'm sorry, I can't be with you anymore. Wow. I don't know why I'm doing this. And I left and I went home to my house where I lived with 12 girls at the time. And it was like <laughs> literally the party house at UT. Okay. And I walked into my bedroom. I got down on my knees and I gave my life to Jesus. Wow. Um, and so <laughs> how did you know to do that? How did you like how did you reckon that voice is the voice of Jesus? I'm going to give him my life. Or did you not? I didn't. I didn't. I, I realized like now your, that's what happens. Yes. But like I got down on my knees and I said, God, I think this is you who just told me to do that. And I did it. So now my life is yours. Wow. Like it was really simple. Wow. You know, and I knew that like, so for me, like following Jesus, it always meant giving him my entire life. Yeah. It was never like, I can do whatever I want and follow Jesus. Yeah. Because for me, the first step of being like after, I love when Peter talks about the seven confessions of the faith. Yeah. The first one is you're called by God. And the second one is you're crucified with Christ. Yeah. So like that all happened in the same day, you yeah. know, yeah. I was like 
called by God and then it was a big bloody cross <laughs> and I was like okay and here's my life and it was very simple yeah and wow. um I got filled with the Holy Spirit in my bedroom and just started weeping and I, I cried and cried and cried like someone had died because someone did die wow I died wow <laughs> and I can literally tell you the time and place when Lindsay Allen died you know wow and so um the first thing I heard him say so clearly was open up to Matthew chapter one. Wow. And so I open up, I actually didn't have a Bible. So I ordered one on Amazon <laughs> and then, um, but I knew enough to know that was in the Bible. So, and then, um, read the entire new Testament in a week. Wow. I devoured it. It was the only thing I did for an entire week because I was like, well, this guy named Jesus has my life now. So I might as well, like, I need to know who he is. Wow. And, um, so I sat with the Lord in my, in my bedroom and, the Holy Spirit would literally show me Jesus. Wow. And it just wrecked me because I had no idea wow. that that's like who Jesus really was. Mm. I didn't know like, oh my gosh, this is, this was who God was the whole time. Wow. You know, like Jesus really does take you from death to life, like um, out of the pit and sets your feet on a rock. It was like, I was mm. reading all these things and it was always like, I would experience something with God and then I would read it in the scriptures yes. right after. Yes. So then it was, it was like perfect timing. So I'd be like, there it is. Wow. That's what just happened to me yesterday. Um, and so these revelations were just coming to me by the Holy spirit, which is like Galatians chapter one, Paul says like, I no one taught me the gospel, you know, nor was it preached to me, but yeah. I received it upon revelation of Jesus. Yes. And so that was just like the season that I was in right when I got saved and then immediately just went into starting young life groups. And I was like a full fledged evangelist. Like I never looked back <laughs> after that day. That night I gave my life to Jesus. I had a dream of mm. Jesus, like confirming my salvation. So that's when I really knew, oh, that was Jesus. Wow. Like he showed up in my dream and he was like, wow. this was me. I was the one calling you. Like you said wow. yes to me. And if you keep following me, like the nightmare will end. Wow. And it, and it did. It ended. Wow. And so I've never looked back and wow. it was this like, radical like I was so on fire for the Lord mm. the first like six months of my salvation I was like going to the parties going to all the bars like with this like look in my eyes like I encountered God and he changed my life wow. like I was such a strong witness because there was no religion yeah ever involved yeah. in it like oh I have to tell these people about God right. I'm like let me just tell you just what happened out of you yes yeah and so um I've always had a heart for people who just have never heard who he is. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I didn't know that I was stuck in idolatry. Yeah. I had no idea. I was just living my life, you know, yeah. the best I knew how. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, like, you know, like we can't judge where, where people are at. Like, yeah, they've never heard. They yeah. don't know. They don't know that there's a different way that you can be free. Yeah. You can be free from yourself. Yes. You can be free from all the things that you love. And, um, yeah. and you can be loved, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so I ended up moving to Dallas and I would go to all the churches here and stuff. And it was always great. Like I loved every place that I went and, um, there's so many amazing communities in Dallas. Mm. Like we were just blessed. Mm. And, um, but I do just remember standing there one day during worship and you could just hear a pin drop in there and I'm crying because I couldn't think about Jesus and not cry. Wow because he saved my life. Mm. He literally saved my life. And, um, and I just remember thinking to the Lord, like, man, am I the only one 
<laughs> you know, that cries at church. Like, what's up with that? Because I just remember going to all these Bible studies and stuff, and we'd just be reading Acts, and I'm like, ooh, like, <laughs> wrecked all the time. And it wouldn't take much. And so it was crazy because that day I actually had an old friend call me and be like, hey, Lynn's like, did you know Upper Room is in Dallas? And I'm like, no way, like Joel Fig, like Holy Spirit guy, Upper Room. Like I just knew that one song, you know? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to go. And so I literally went that night and showed up late, which if you know Upper Room, you can't do that. And I still got in and sat in the back and like, I was looking around at everybody and they're like on their face and they're dancing and worshiping and mm, crying. And yeah. I immediately was like, yes, <laughs> like these people are my who feel people. the same way as me. Yeah. Cause it's not all about feeling, but I right. do think that that says a lot about what's going on in there your was, heart. There was a real expression of love because you could tell they really love him. Yes. It he must've saved them too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It wasn't just like, Jesus is great, but it was like, he saved my life. Yes. And that looks like something, you know? Yes. Yes. And so I do remember thinking like in the back of my head though, like, I wonder what they believe, you know, because I've (laughs) never seen this before, but I love it, you know? And so I was kind of wondering, like, I do wonder what they believe. And then Peter Lewis gets up and preaches the gospel. Mm. And, um, it was the first time I had ever heard anybody preach where he actually believed what he was saying. Mm -hmm. And it was something that like my spirit wanted so bad Mm -hmm. everywhere I went. It was like people would testify and and I'm just in the, in my seat, like, yes, yes, yes. Like (laughs) say it, you know, like really say it. Like, come on, like I know what's in you. And so then I get to upper room and Peter's up there and he's like from his like core Mm -hmm. preaching the Jesus that you can tell he has walked with, lived with, breathed, sat in, like Mm. Jesus was everything to him and he had experienced what it was like to walk with him and wasn't ashamed to tell everyone about it. Yeah. And so I was like, wow. I mean, that really just like, it sold me because I'm, I'm like, obviously they, they believe in Jesus and this is the most clear gospel presentation I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Probably like to this day that night, like marked me. Yeah. Of like, that's the gospel. Yes. That is the gospel. And I think it's really powerful when you have an encounter, um, with the Holy spirit, when you have a real saving encounter and then someone articulates perfectly what you encountered. Yes. Because our, I think our spirits and our hearts know things before our mind does. And so when someone who has experienced um, the Lord save them can then articulate it, your mind is like, yes, that's what I experienced. That's what my spirit knows. And yes. you put language to it. Yes. And I think that's so important because the language and the truth without the spirit is void of life. Mm. But when you have those married, it's like, that is who Jesus is. He's spirit and truth together in one. And you like, I believe you experienced that on that day. Totally. And that's, that's literally how Braveheart came about in my life. Yeah. Cause from that point on, I was like, who is this guy? And like was, um, starting to volunteer at upper room and they had us all go through back to the garden. And, um, I remember putting on the first episode, it was like 7 PM and it was a work day. And so I literally ended up watching all 12 episodes that (laughs) night (laughs) and I didn't go to sleep. 
I binged it. I literally binged it because I was like, exactly what you just said. Yeah. The, yes. This is literally the language for what I've experienced the past yes. two years, kind of all yes. on my own, you know, yes. of just being discipled by the Holy Spirit. Right. Like um, now I'm like yeah. having an understanding through the scripture of how that happened uh -huh. and how to continue in it. Yes. And so I was like, this is pure gold. Like yes. I struck gold in whatever random video course this is online, <laughs> you know? And I'm like sitting in my, in my bed, just weeping. Like the first episode about the garden and like um, Adam, like naming the animals with the father and even just the, the imagery of like the first breath that that Adam breathed in was God's breath. Like, and so the first thing he saw was God breathing life into him. Yeah. Like that was the first yeah. thing man saw. Yeah. You know, was God's face breathing life into yeah. him. Yeah. And just the intimacy yes. of the setting in which all of the like Braveheart material, which is really just the gospel is portrayed through it. It like lays this foundation where you actually know how to articulate all of the things that are talked about in scripture. Yes. And so um, really I I wanted to like tell everyone I knew about it because I was like, okay, I can run with this. Yeah. I can run with this literally to the ends of the earth. I was like, let's go. Very similar to you with Africa. Yeah. I'm like, where are we going? And who are we talking to? <laughs> you know, like who are we sharing this with? Yes. And he was like, you're not doing anything. Mm. And so the next three years, it was an invitation to die. Wow. And um, I think that's super important. Yeah. Because I sat in the prayer room and uh, at Upper Room and sat in his presence. Mm. And I actually learned who he was for myself mm. from this lens. Mm. Because like I could take what Peter preaches and teaches and like what you talk about mm -hmm. and like parrot, you know. Sure. But... I think the Lord wanted to like establish in my own heart yes. the revelation of the gospel yes, and like really spend time like meditating on Jesus, like hanging on the cross. Yeah. And like, what does that really mean? What does it even mean that he's our high priest? Yeah. Like I can read it in Hebrews, but yeah. I yes. want you to teach me like, yes. you know, what that means and, and you know, what does it look like for you to want to marry me one day? Like it, it's yeah. just there's like real depth to yeah. the gospel that like we think we know yeah. until we actually give the Lord time and space yes. um, to author understanding and like yeah. real communion and fellowship. And so uh, the verse that comes to mind is like, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, mm -hmm. it won't bear any fruit. Mm -hmm. And so, and Miller talks about this a lot. Who's the pastor yeah. at upper room of like this, this prayer room is a greenhouse yeah. for young people to come and sit yeah. and be buried. Yes. You know, and yeah. nobody likes that. Yes. I'm just going to go in and say like, it's not necessarily fun. Yes. Um, to not like be seen by anybody. Yeah. Nobody knows your heart. Nobody knows your yeah. calling or your giftings. Like yeah. you're just nobody. Yeah. You're not Lindsay, the evangelist in the prayer room. You're just Lindsay, the girl a, in scrubs. A humble <laughs> daughter of God who's being fed by him. Yes. And, um, and who's working, yeah, a job that's not your favorite job in the world. And yeah, you know, exactly. And so, um, but 
being faithful to being buried yeah. allows him to resurrect yes. it in his own way. Yes. And so now I'm like kind of free of all those things. Yeah. Like I don't even care anymore what he does with me. Yeah. You know, like yeah. all of the dreams kind of died. And now it's just, it's just running with him and following him. Yeah. And so now what that looks like is following him into being a Braveheart missionary full time and getting to preach the gospel. But before any of that happened, the spring, I got to start um, back to the garden group. And this was before yeah. you and I were even connected. Totally. I love that the Lord did all of all of this in your heart outside of any real connection between to Peter and me. You just you just started eating the gospel and it became real to you. Well, the Lord was feeding you. You know, it yeah. wasn't us. It was the Lord feeding you. But what did it look like to go from where you knew you were buried, you because he had take because you were like gung ho. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take this gospel to the ends of the earth. And then he's like, No, you're not. And he buried you in the prayer room for three years. How did you know then when he was like, Okay, now it's time for you to start a Braveheart group? Because you you were intentionally like, Okay, now it's time. Yeah, yeah. There was a real commissioning, and it was it was genuinely just like a group of fifteen girls from all different churches around Dallas reached out to me within like the same two week time. Wow. And they're like, Hey, I'm just hungry. I'm hungry for more. What I'm doing isn't working. Mm. And I think I want to try out upper room, um, which it's not even about a church, but they were just right. searching, you know, for, yeah. for more of the Holy spirit, I think. And so, um, basically I, I was just praying about all these girls that had come and instead of just coming one time and then like leaving, you know, and like testing it out or trying it out, it was like, it, they stayed. And so I'm like, man, these girls, like they should be friends with each other. A, yeah. like they need community and B, like they need shepherding. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I had to learn all of this by myself, like believe right. it or not, like all the questions that come up when you're in a charismatic environment. Yeah. I had to like me and my Bible sit there and flesh it out, yeah. which I'm really grateful. Yeah. Yes. Like the baptism of the Holy spirit. I literally spent six months like searching for it in the scriptures. And then yeah. I realized Peter wrote a book about it. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I literally came to the same conclusion as him, but it took me six months. And then I read his book and I was like, Oh, I'm grateful. It just kind of saved me a lot of time. Um, Better for the Holy spirit to teach you. Yeah. And so anyway, it's, for the hungry, by the way, just to plug, but, um, <laughs> anybody can have it at the beginning of their walk, go ahead and get baptized in the Holy spirit right now. Open up your hands. Um, yes, Lord. So yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, shepherding community. And yes. so I felt a green light from the Lord. Like these are, these are your sheep without a shepherd. Yes. Cause he's really given me like the commissioning, like Peter of uh -huh. like, I want you to feed my sheep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, we started going through Hebrews and I realized really quickly that, uh, I was like, man, I don't think we know the gospel. <laughs> Hebrews you is know? lofty. Yeah. You don't know the gospel. Like sometimes <laughs> like there's, there's tough verses in there and you're For like, sure. everybody's kind of reassuring each other. Like, it's okay. Like God still loves you. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh no, like we don't know that God loves us. Like kind of thing. So let's start all over. And so I was like, let's do back to the garden. It was perfect. And we started it. And then about halfway through, um, literally we had an outpouring of the Holy spirit in my living room. Wow. And all of these girls from different backgrounds from like being Catholic, non-denominational Bible church girls, um, but they just were, had so much humility and hunger and there was a real like presence of 
of peace whenever we were going through the scriptures that Peter kind of lays out in that course. And I remember we were, um, I wanted to do a teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit just to bring understanding because sometimes you're like, I already have it, blah, blah, blah. It just gets weird. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was just kind of let's level the playing field and, and, um, and let's all just be ready to receive more, you know, like until our shadow is healing people, like, I'm sorry, there's probably more for you. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I just prayed at the end, you know, that anybody who had a heart that was open, that they would just receive, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and girls just started getting filled. Wow. And, um, it was beautiful. Like, what did that look like? Um, just a lot of peace. Yeah. And then just, you know, you can't feel your body. It feels like electricity is kind of coursing through you, which, you know, if they'd only been to upper room like twice. So it's like, it's not like they had a context for these kind of testimonies or anything, Yeah, but genuinely like, I can't feel my body, you know, like, should I be concerned? I'm like, no, it's the (laughs) Lord. Um, and, and praying in tongues and to the point where it was like covering their mouth, like what's happening? What's coming out of me? Um, pretty amazing. We had wow. a lot of um, deliverance because, like, where the anointing of the Lord comes in, yes. everything must be driven out. Yes, um, a lot of deliverance. Wow, it was really, really beautiful. Wow, so much freedom from things that like people have really struggled with just yeah. in their minds too. Yes, for years and years and years. Yes. all of a sudden it's like that voice isn't speaking to them those those yes. thoughts anymore. Yes. Um. And so, yeah, we had like this measure of outpouring, but really like more, more so than even that, they, they just learned how to fellowship with Jesus through the gospel. Mm. And so it was like meditating on Jesus is what you put your faith in yeah, and making it so simple. And then, yes. so that way, like you can receive grace. It's like, what do you need is always the question. Yeah. The gospel is the answer Yeah, in each yeah. like specific thing in your heart. And so, yeah. I mean, you just, we saw such a transformation Wow, in their walks with God. And there's so many testimonies. I mean, I wish they could be here to share them all of just how like yeah. they were freed from suicide you know, mm. just praying to the Lord that, that the Lord would just take them away, you know? Wow. And now like they, they're just so excited to be alive. And wow. it was like a fresh wind just came and like swept them up into wow. his love. And, um, girls that grew up Catholic that have just been, you know, and we love Catholics, but it was, it was just kind of like a religious, like duties yeah. tor- uh, sort of like mindset that they grew up in. And, and they realized like, oh my gosh, like he just wants to be one with me. Wow. You know, I don't have to do anything. Wow. He just wants to be one with me. Yes. And so, so many beautiful um, testimonies came from just beholding Jesus and and reading the scriptures together. Wow. The gospel is enough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, you know, when you shared about just some of the testimonies that were happening and I was like, This, you know, and I I remember sharing with Peter and being like, this is what we dream of Mm -hmm. is, is for people to encounter the Lord, um, encounter the love of Jesus and be transformed. Like we dream of this. And I think what was so beautiful was that here it, it, you know, Peter and I, like I said, we weren't even involved. We were just like, you know. We're just over here. That's in how our, we got connected. Home. And then I hear all these amazing testimonies of, of what the Lord is doing. And I just, for me, I'm like, oh, I just want to pour more 
oil on the fire that is you and on and all on all these women that you're ministering to because I think they too are going forth to have you know some of them I know are going to go and like have their own bible studies because of what you imparted to them Um, well I mean what the Lord imparted but he used you um that they're then taking that and they're gonna go forth and that's just like such a dream of our hearts and it's so beautiful to see God do that and you know I know for me I'm like you know, I've told you this. I'm like, will you pray for me, man? I need a fresh filling. And I, so I honestly would love for you to pray for our listeners. Um, I do think that the Lord's giving you such a gift of faith. Um, I would just love for you to pray for our listeners. If they've never received the filling of the Holy spirit to be filled with the Holy spirit and just anything else you feel to pray for, but I would love for you to do do that. Yeah. 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 Lord, I just thank you. I thank you so much for your son. Yeah. I thank you for Jesus, God. And we just fix our eyes on him right now. And Jesus, I just ask that as our great high priest, you would just take every single person that's listening to this podcast right now, no matter what their history is, no matter how many encounters they've had with you or have not had, I pray that their hearts would be open and humble and hungry to receive more of your presence right now. Yes, Lord. And so, Jesus, I just ask that you would take each one so gently by the face and that you would just dunk them into a baptismal pool of your presence. You are our great high priest who baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist said, there's there's one who comes after me who is greater than I, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Yes, God. And so I just thank you, Jesus, that you're the baptizer Mm. and that you died on the cross and you shed your blood and you broke your body to make us so clean, so squeaky clean Mm -hmm. and so pure that you could receive the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father And then look down at your best friends in the upper room, the 120 that are spotless and perfect because of your sacrifice and baptize them in yourself and become one with them. Mm -hmm. And so right now, just wherever you are, I just pray that you would open up your hands and your Mm -hmm. heart and just receive a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. He just wants to be one with us. And so I just thank you, Father. I thank you that this is your design and that we're never meant to live one day without union in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. If you have a testimony, we would love to hear it. We love as a team going around and sharing testimonies about what the Lord is doing. And also anytime that we receive stories of how the Lord is impacting hearts and lives, we love it. So if you would like to share with us, please reach out to us through any of our social media platforms Or you can always reach us through media at braveheartministries.org. We love you. We'll see you next week.